up, guys? Welcome back to the uh, No Easy Questions podcast. Um, it's been it's been a bit. It's been a few, um, and uh, we are you know it's what better time than during a uh, during a national pandemic to record podcasts. So Jacob here is normal and joined by by Blake, recurring guest. Jake? What's going Jake on, Cub? Yeah, I'm gonna start calling you Jake, man. Just let's just Dude. let's just give people what they want. People- My entire in law family calls me that. Seriously, is that a thing? Yeah, I just kind of like let them do it. <laughs> it seemed like they, it seemed like it, you know, it seemed like they enjoyed it more. They got more joy out of saying Jake, and I was like, I'm not going to correct them. I'm trying to make a good impression. Okay. I'm just going to, yeah, no, because it's probably at the point where you're just like, I don't really want to sound like, <laughs> right? Like, you guys call yeah. me whatever you want, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, they, it, no, you can feel free, man. Feel free. But, uh, but what's been going on, man? We've, uh, I mean, we've, we've been staying in touch, but like, as far as the pod goes, we haven't talked in a while. Um, and we haven't really done anything in the NBA cause we were kind of, uh, we both had new jobs starting out. We were picking up with that. And then, uh, you know, just the NBA season was flowing along and then all of a sudden to a, to a halt. And, uh, so it's been, there's been a gap in our lives. It has, has big gap. It's been a void. Yeah. It's been a void for sure. I will say this. Um, we, we haven't talked in a while, but I, I have been um, in the process of moving. So I haven't, like that has been kind of filling the void a little bit. But yeah, yeah I, uh, I definitely think, I've been missing talking about basketball in my life. So <laughs> I'm super excited to get, get this back going. Yeah, it's, um, so we were actually, it's weird how like sports and like life and like these kind of crazy events coincide. But so I remember we were, was it mid-March? We were like a week away from going to March Madness for, uh, in Vegas for, for March hey, Madness, excuse me. Hey, first weekend. Awesome. Yeah, it was your first time. It was going to be a great time. We're going next year, you know, you know, God willing. But um, it was going to be a great time. We kind of, we had that discussion with each other. Like we started kind of one by one backing out due to this. And it was like, you just slowly, we saw the name that, that night after we had the conversation, we were all pretty much like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to sit this one out or just like wait and see. And then the NBA canceled uh, the season like that night. And it was just like, I think it was like the, it was a perfect beginning to like these months without sports. And, you know, it's been, I've learned more about myself. I've gotten into some different hobbies and, you know, spent a lot more time, like, you know, I guess doing things that I should have been doing in the first place besides watching sports and being on Twitter. But, it's been, it's been fun. It's been all it's right, fun. but I'm ready to be I'll, back. I'll say this. I'll say this. I have, um, yeah. I have been outside. I've been like trying to prioritize, like just like being outside, you know, walking the dog, you know, whether it's like going on like that, you know, after dinner walk or whatever, that's what I've been trying to prioritize because what I felt like, and, and probably a lot of people can relate to this is like during that pandemic, like you just felt like you were like stuck inside. Right. Like you yeah. were just like stuck, can't do anything. Uh, the mental health starts to go. What are we doing, guys? Big time. <laughs> like this, this is horrible. But I was, you know, so like I, I tried to, I tried to, uh, at least try to get outside, hear the birds chirp, right? So yeah. I, uh, I tried to prioritize that. But yeah, no, dude, definitely, definitely need to start talking about some basketball. But yeah, no, for for sure. And um, and obviously we're sensitive to everything that's going on. And uh, you know, I know basketball is kind of like a it's not a necessary uh, thing that we need in life. A lot of other things that we need, but you know, it's good to have it to talk. Good to have it back to talk about. And um, so we'll just kind of jump into kind of what's been going on. Cause 
I mean, you and me both follow a lot of NBA personalities on Twitter. I mean, at least that's where I get most of my news and most of my like kind of, you know, check-ins and stuff. And I mean, it's been a not like when people don't have actual games to talk about, it's kind of like off season conversation or like in the NFL because NFL has a super long off season and mm-hmm. they talk about the draft for like four months and it's the same stuff. And they talk about the off season for like, they, they, there's not a lot of, there's not always a lot of changes in uh, conversation. And that's what it was like during the pandemic for during the quarantine for NBA writers. Cause everybody was just talking about like how the season was going to start back speculation and stuff. I mean, there was a couple of things. Kevin O'Connor wrote a good article about like the World Cup format where you have like the top, I think it was the top four seeds maybe, or the top eight. And mm-hmm. you kind of like have those as like number one seeds. And then you go like draw names out of a hat to fill the other in groups of four, like in the World Cup. And you have draw names out of a randomly to fill in the, um, the other four slots in all the regions or whatever you want to say, regions or bubbles or whatever. And I was, that, that was actually a pretty – that would have been pretty exciting, but that seems like way too different to just be like pulled out like that. Yeah. I do. It's, it's, it would be fun to watch. I'll say this. It would be fun to watch, especially like with it being like almost like pull, you know, pull it out of the hat and, you know, see where everybody goes. I will say this. And the reason why I don't think people would like it is you could get like a stacked group. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like even if you, because there are a lot of teams, especially in the West, that are kind of spread throughout yeah. right um but like if there was a group if there was a group that was uh pre, you know pretty top heavy I, I don't think that one the nba itself would like that and two especially the teams no you're you're exactly right because i mean i think bill simmons and uh kevin o'connor went through it a lot on their pod and there's like ways that like i'm 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 losing a lot of the details and just my brief description of it but there was like a way you could protect against it but there was still a scenario and they were like exploring it to where like you have you have the equivalent to like a three and a four seed or something in the same group to start with or maybe you have like the bucks all of a sudden get like the Utah jazz in their group. And it's like, they wouldn't have to play a team like that till like the third round or the second round, you know, in a normal format. So it, I think it was a little bit too much wishful thinking. Um, too much change, too much change. Cause I'm, the whole time, and I wish we, we should have recorded a podcast before they actually announced it. But um, the whole time I was like, they're not going to go to something that's super weird. I just don't see it. It, it seems like there's going to be way too many people that are, uh, that uh, like vote against that because people don't like, you know, owners and stuff. They don't want that. But um, so what they decided on was they're taking 22 teams and most everybody may have heard this by now, but they're taking 22 teams and they're taking nine teams from the East and the rest are from the West. So I think it's like, I think it's uh, a, it's Washington is the ninth, 13, 14 teams. No, 13. No, I think it's four, it's 14 teams in the, uh, wait, no, let me, let me do math real quick. Yeah. It's 14. Cause the 14 plus or no, 13, it's 13. Cause 13, it's the, yeah, 13, 13 plus nine is like, that that's live real time math on a podcast for you guys. Real time. Um, yeah. There's 13 other 13 teams out of the West and, uh, nine teams out of the East because the West is like a little bit more tight. Um, a little more still, Zion friendly, a little more Zion friendly. I still think it was kind of funny. I think in their perfect world, what they would have done is take like, like let's say the Trailblazers were just like four games behind the Grizzlies or really close to the Grizzlies. I think they would have just taken nine teams from each maybe and then done like some play-in stuff with the eight, nine seed. Right. But 
with with the clo- they wanted to get Zion in, obviously. And then I think with them going all the way down, like they probably needed twenty two for some reason, but going all the way down to Phoenix, like I just think that I guess Phoenix can like you know celebrate that as like them kind of making the playoffs, like because it is a weird uh, little little bubble thing that they get to participate in. There's not a scenario where Phoenix is is relatively competitive with this. If you think about it, okay, and let's get down the brass tacks, right? Like, so yeah. at the at the end of – and do you want to kind of get into it and explain the format really fast, and then we can talk about – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good call. So yeah. kind of the format what we're looking at is they're going to play um, – teams are going to play uh, some warm-up games. I think it's – is it eight games um, before the season starts? They're going to play like two to three exhibition games, and then they're going to go – Two or three games – um yeah. to where they play play out the quote-unquote rest of the season right it's like mm-hmm. it's eight games it might be 10 um i can't mm-hmm. think off the top of my head i think um, it is i think it's less than 10 because it's going to be they're going to play to like a certain yeah um and then yeah so it's uh they're going to do two to three exhibition games kind of like preseason games uh and then start that the abbreviated regular season and then if uh if the ninth seed is within at least three and a half games of the eighth seed, which means right. like less than four games behind, then they're going to go into a play-in scenario for the eighth seed, which means the eight seed only has to beat the nine seed once, and the nine seed has to beat the eight seed twice. Which mm-hmm. I think is kind of interesting. You know, uh, remove everything else. I think that type of thing is pretty cool. Um, that you could a, a format like that that you could replicate in other ways outside of the eight and nine seed. But something that, that I first took away from that was just that I don't know why you chose – like I could understand like one, one and a half games. I don't know why you had to go all the way down to like three and a half for that. But um, but that's – anyway, that's what it is. And so basically that's going to decide your eight teams for each playoff bracket. And then it's going to be traditionally seeded east and west, one through eight. Um, and then you're going to have seven games. It's going to be the, basically the same playoffs after that. After you the whole you- play-in thing, it's the same exact playoff format. Dude, you so here's my take, and you and you you were like, why? You know, what two games, three games, maybe? Yep. Like, like why did we do less than? Why did we do less than four to yep. do the plan? Right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. You want to know why? Look at the look at the West standings right now, and look at the gap between Memphis and it's Portland, New Orleans, and, and the Kings. They're all three and a half games. Three and a half games outside of the Grizzlies right now. So, and, and dude, this is, people can agree to disagree, but this is all <laughs> like legit. This is all Zion driven. Definitely. Um, I think Dame played a big part in this too, right? Because you want Dame, you want CJ in there. Um, but at the end of it, you know, I think that, you know, I, the NBA, ESPN, whoever is going to be televising these games, uh, <laughs> how cool would it be? And I, I'm, I'd be a fan. I'd be a fan. Yeah. A jaw, and we talked about it before, like a jaw Zion play-in game, like mm-hmm. that, that would get like massive ratings. It would, and I mean, I'd be watching the hell out of it. It would be, I'd be watching the hell of it. I from a from the Grizzlies standpoint, I'd have been fine if they just took the top eight and then jumped in. I understand that that's not as fun for everybody else, and I do think that like having these money. like like even instead of just having like two to three preseason games before starting the playoffs I do think having like a you know six to eight games for the regular season to finish out is like a good concept to really get your legs under you like that's like a week of basketball week and a half two weeks of basketball and so you really do get like kind of a more uh, comfortability with like where you're going to be playing in Orlando but 
but yeah, like a Jaw Zion eight nine playing game would be pretty spectacular, and th- maybe that's what they have in mind. But, <laughs> but I, I feel like what they're going to end up with is something like Spurs Grizzlies playing game, and they're going to be like, nobody wants to watch this. <laughs> People will watch it. Suns Grizzlies, or like the Grizzlies just completely tank, and it's just Sun Spurs in the playoffs <laughs> somehow, and <laughs> or yeah, Suns Kings. Um, no, but that's, but no, but that's I, yeah. That's why they did it, right? Like, yeah, it's Zion. It's it's and the reason why they didn't go directly to the playoffs. Um, from what I've heard, is that I think it's upwards of a million, like a hundred million dollars, if they just play these additional like yeah. eight piece, right? Um, it's it's about a hundred million dollars, and I think so, like a league that it, you know has lost a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. Um, I think they're gonna do within reason, right? Like eight games, that's cool. Like I, I tend to agree with you, right? I would rather I would rather them play and when it all comes down to it, it's like what, 10, 11 games that they would end up playing before yeah. the playoffs, right? Like you were saying, get your legs underneath you. I think the quality of the playoffs would be a little bit better at that point too, right? Like mm-hmm. most of these guys have been sitting on the couch. You know what I mean? Like if you play yeah. in all these larger markets, you know, you don't have the LeBron James like full-fledged LA fitness in your backyard to kind of, (laughs) you know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, we, uh, well, side note, I don't know if you watched any of the, um, the, uh, the horse competition that ESPN put on during a couple months ago at this point when they did like NBA and WNBA and they did like a horse comp horse bracket. And so you saw the discrepancy at what, at one point you saw the discrepancy between individual NBA players and what they have access to and like how much money they've made and where they're living. And then you have the WNBA player factored into that. Cause I watched one of the ones that I watched all the way through was Chris Paul versus, um, um, and I'm going to sound like a real asshole, not remembering the WNBA player's name. That's no hate on the WNBA. That's just me being an asshole, not remembering, but, um, <laughs> she was playing in a, in a driveway with a, with one of those basketball hoops that you have to put like sand in the back so that it doesn't tip over or like a, or a tire or something on the back so that it doesn't fall over. It's like the stuff that we grew up with, right? Like the type of basketball hoop that we would have had in our normal driveway that you roll in, roll out. And then there was a, like Mike Conley had a full like half court NBA court in his, like at his house, I guess in Salt Lake city. And then you had Zach Levine who had a full outdoor court. Chris Paul, you know, his house in LA, that's probably not where they live year round. So it was like a little bit smaller of a court, but it was still like something you could easily play five on five, like half court or three on three half court pickup in. And so just the discrepancy was hilarious there. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Her, yeah. her name's Allie Quigley. Yes. Yes. She was yeah. a, she beat Chris Paul. No, like, look, she was a dead eye. Like legit, it is. It's like the hoop that we grew up like playing on. No, like you couldn't even like. I think she did have it from the corners measured out to NBA or a WNBA three, but you couldn't like straight up. There wasn't like you couldn't have enough room to draw like the key because that, yeah, that was not, just the driveway was there. <laughs> so I don't what, and, and I don't know what the pay discrepancy is. Let me let me. It's a lot. <laughs> she's not like I think she's an all star and like she won the three point competition, but. I mean, you don't really. There's only it's a, it's a lot. The discrepancy is a lot, and it, yeah. it showed in their homes. Seventy five thousand dollars is the average WNBA. Yeah, and yeah, that's it's pretty insane, and that just kind of showed you that all these players, 
they didn't have the same, they didn't have access to the same things that like you said, LeBron, excuse me, or even Mike Conley, who it depends on the market, right? Like LA. Yes. If you're LeBron James, you can afford to have like a private basketball court in LA or somewhere you can go. You know, a lot of players can't do that in LA because of the market. I mean, even out here in the Bay area, right? Like a lot of the players, they're making a ton of money, but unless you live far out in the suburbs, which then it takes you forever to get to your arena, you don't right. have, you don't have, you know, room like that. And, uh, then you have the younger players who maybe they have been making some money like Ja and Zion and Trey Young and those guys, but they probably haven't invested into a house like the size that you could do that. Like they probably have a nice place, but they're probably renting because, you know, it's like, why would I, you know, go ahead without really like getting into the area and like spend millions of dollars on a home. So, um, but yeah, that it's, it's, I'm glad they have a little training camp and, and actually this is a good time to go through the entire kind of like, schedule yeah, of yeah. things Let's do it. because I didn't really, you, you, we kind of get all excited. The first of June, they announce all this. We're not going to be playing games. till July 31st. I'm telling you, man, like, dude, that's a long, that's a, that's a long time. That's like a good seven weeks away. So basically this is what happens. June 15th players that are located internationally can return to their market. You know, so like Joe Ingles with the jazz, um, you know, other players that are, you know, in other countries that are, I'm sure there's going to be some hurdles there. I haven't, you know, I'm not that deep into it yet, but I'm sure there's going to be some hurdles to certain countries. Um, and then you have June, they report on the 15th, June 21st, all players report. So they're given a week for international players to come in and probably quarantine if or whatever. Um, and then June 21st, all players report. June 22nd is when they first administer like the NBA coronavirus testing. Um, Let's pause there for a second. Yeah. I, I know what I've heard is everybody yeah. is, is like hating on that piece. Right. Yeah, like, there's a lot. Of hate. I'm not getting tested every day. Like absolutely no way. But they're, I think case, right? Like, I think they're going to end up having to get tested. I every think day. they're going to test every day. Like I'm pretty sure, I think it may say that down there in the rest of Sham's article, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be testing every day. Yeah. Coronavirus yeah. testing every day, minimum of seven days of quarantine for a player who tests positive. So that was an interesting note too, is that it's not the normal two weeks. Cause I was like two weeks and like, you basically are out. Like, you pay, that's going to be the series. Yeah, the series. So seven days is interesting, especially if a player tests positive before the playoffs start. Now, I feel like there's – I just feel like there's no way we get through this without a scenario where, like, a major all-star tests positive. I hope we don't. I hope nobody tests positive, obviously. But I feel like that wrinkle that, – that's, that's definitely a possibility. But, dude, the, the, the way and, – and, and Enos Kanter posted a video on his Twitter the other day with, like, getting tested. And I've seen multiple people do it. And it's not a comfortable test. Like, you're – we have a family friend that had to go through it. And his sinuses were messed up for the entire day because it's sensitive. And so when they put the swab in your nose, like, he had to go home because he had, like, splitting headaches for the remainder of the day just from the test. He was tested negative. But – like that's a that's a thing too. Like every day having having those tests, can get me. old. <laughs> yeah, you know I wouldn't do it if I was in NBA. No, yeah. So I interrupted you. Keep going. We, we stopped at June twenty two. Oh no no yeah, but no that's a good point that's to interrupt. So it is it is an interesting wrinkle and like it's not a you're not you're not uh, you're not just you know taking your temperature. You're not taking a pill. You're not putting your hand on something. Like it it is a you're not peeing in a cup you're getting a swab stuck very far up your nose, like six inches or more up your nose. So it is, 
It's not going to be easy. Yeah, comfortable. <laughs> comfortable. So June 22nd is when the testing starts. Training camp is set to start like a week after that on June 30th. That's um, in right? It's in Orlando. Yeah, is that what you said? Is it in their own markets or are they – No, no, no. This, I'm pretty sure all players report is reporting to Orlando. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I'm reading this wrong. I'm getting ahead of myself. So this is all happening in their own markets. Right, okay. Training yeah. camp starts June 30th. So they're going to have a seven-day training camp before they even go to Orlando. So July 7th is when they travel to Orlando as a team. And then after that is when there's kind of the gray area on these preseason games. And uh, so the, before the season starts, July 31st. So you're going to have three full weeks basically after you get to Orlando um, right. to uh, before they start playing like an actual like counted game. So you can have time for those preseason games, more mini camps, things like that. Um, but it's a, it's a good bit of time. It's a good bit of time until July 31st. I, I, I'm thinking that they, they start the June 22nd testing and, and, and like specifically where they say, you know, don't travel to Orlando until the 7th. I think they're doing that. So like if like, let's say you come back and you tested positive, mm-hmm. that's a full two weeks of quarantine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't, you can kind of get, and that's probably smart because you get any of those initial tests. I mean, and you see it, right? Like, props to all these NBA players that are showing up at these protests and like, you know, going out in their cities and be involved in the community. Like that it's is likely huge... that somebody's going to have it. Exactly. But it's likely that you're going to get exposed to it. I mean, you're shoulder to shoulder with people and you haven't been out of your house really in the last three months. So, you know, among other things, you could get sick in general before, without even getting uh, coronavirus, but you know, props to them for doing that. But this does kind of account for plenty of time to get, get out of that which something I was thinking about was all those players being outside and in the groups, like where we're going to have some, some, some positive tests. But when you really think about it, there's plenty of time, there's over a month of them to get that out of the system and be fully, fully healed or fully, you know, rehabbed from that. So um, that's a smart, smart thing by them to do this kind of what seems like a drawn out process, but there's, there's purpose behind it. This is why it took them like three months to come up with this. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, so I mean, we're looking at we're looking at you know some preseason games probably the second, third week of July, right. um, going into uh, going into the into the uh, abbreviated season, and I mean, I, there's there's they still haven't released like how they're going to do the schedule. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to get into that. Like, at, so you're talking July 31st, and you, and you think like in a typical NBA schedule, you can play well over eight games in a month if you really wanted to. Right. So like with them being all in close quarter quarters, taking like travel days out of it. Right. Cause that's going to take a lot of stress off of people like the, the, the late night turnarounds. Yeah. Um, so what I'm thinking is, you know, you start July 31st, you play a couple preseason games. Like let's say that takes the first week. Right? I think the preseason games are going to start in between the seventh and 31st. And then the 31st is when the actual season oh, that's is when start. you think, okay, I'm trying. That's when the, yeah, in that three weeks. Schedule, so we're speculating. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're speculating. But when they say 2019-2020 season starts July 31st, I think that's going to okay. be the official season. I'm tracking with first you. First game, yeah. I think that they can get that out of the way, like the preseason mm-hmm. out of the way in August. Yeah. I mean, not the preseason, you mean in July. Regular yeah. season games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. I think so I, July, Oh yeah. August. Yes. I'm thinking, forget what months after July. Yes. They can get all those games done. I, I think you're like easily a month, uh, probably three easy, weeks. Easily. Yeah. Three weeks for sure. Yeah. Because think about it. Like you play, if you play like, and that's even taking away back to backs. Right. Mm-hmm. So let me pull up the calendar real fast and just like, let's just on the fly. First yeah. pop back. We're just going to, we're just going to talk about it. So the 31st is a Friday. Yeah. So let's say every team, let's just say every team played for the, for the purpose of this argument, we're going to say every team plays on the same day. It's not, it's not going to happen, but all right. So if we play on Friday and you take a day off and you play on a Sunday, right? So let's go one, two, three, four, five, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So if you played every, every other day, right? Yeah. Cause that, I doubt they're, they're going to be back to backs. Or, you know, I think most teams, I think you're going to see, I don't think they're going to do back to backs. I think they're going to do, yeah, like every other day in between. Yeah, every other day. Like every team's going to play every other day for the most part. That's a good model to base it on. So, for this purpose of this argument, let's say the Grizzlies started on July 31st and played every other day. They would be done with eight games by August 14th. So, if if some teams, if they like staggered it, I, I think the latest that people finish let's just say is the 21st of August, which is like you were saying that the three weeks. Yeah. So that would I, give them, that would give them a time to do like three to four days off before the postseason, And then um, kind of have that postseason starting before the end of August. Cause I think yeah. the free agency is going to begin October 18th. And I did hear initially that they said the last possible day that they're going to have a game 12th. is October 12th. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's hard to compare it to the old NBA calendar for playoffs because it's all drawn out. But I think it's plenty of time to get all the games in. And like you said, you're taking out all these factors that they don't have to deal with for travel and uh, and just anything. Like, I mean, the media is going to be a whole different story. Like, it's going to be different. So I think it's plenty of time to get everything done. Um, and I'm interested to see when they roll it out, how they're going to do it. Because obviously there's teams that aren't included in like a lot of Eastern conference teams that aren't there in a lot. And uh, you know, I think it's two or three, I have it pulled up here. Uh, Western conference it's two, teams. It's two West conference. Yeah. Two. It's the Timberwolves and the Warriors sucks for you. Um, and then you have the Hornets, Bulls, Knicks, Pistons, Hawks, and Cavaliers that are missing it from the East. So there's definitely games that those teams had against playoff teams that were left on the schedule. So you're going to have to, some teams there won't be much change, but I, I would imagine what they do is completely scrap what was like the end of season schedule and just have some type of round robin between all 22 teams. They, I think they, that's the fairest way to do with, it. So they, I, I, I did see that. They did come out with a who's going to play who. Oh, they so, did? I missed they, that. They did, yeah. So let me pull that up. Bring it on me. NBA um, Orlando. See this. I don't know if it's from directly from the NBA, but it it was like you know who you know who's gonna play. Who. I know some people speculated it because they were like, if you take kind of what we knew yes. about previous season schedules, the, the early so here, here it is, here it is, here it is. So all right, the Grizzlies take the Grizzlies for instance, right? This is and it, and it doesn't say like dates or whatever, but the Grizzlies would play the Blazers first, mm-hmm. Jazz, Spurs, Thunder. Bucks, Pelicans, 
Pelicans, Celtics. Jeez. So, like, think about it. And the Grizzlies, for, you know, they did have the, the hardest or their, their strength of schedule yeah. was the greatest, you know, like, <laughs> back. so, like, playing the Bucks and the Pelicans back-to-back, not good for your three-and-a-half games up chances. Um, no, but, but yeah. a point about that is that we – the Grizzlies had a very – a rather difficult schedule to finish the season. We yeah. had talked about that. Like, we, we had a pretty good – we had the Pelicans multiple times. We had the Bucks, like you already said. Like, it's pretty much the same. And um, I think the Pelicans had a little bit easier of a schedule. And then so we had one of the harder – like, top five hardest left, I think. It was one. This at least makes – yeah, yeah. So, this at least makes it more of an even, even track, right? So, I think that's good from our standpoint because it's like, look, you can't really escape playing good teams anyway. Um, you know, if they just want us to let it, want to let us play eight games against the Pelicans, I'm fine with that too. Well, <laughs> like they, they, they cover their track, yeah. right? Cause like the Pelicans, cause like Pelicans Twitter, I've, I've just been hearing it. They're just been like all, all saying, you know, we're here, we're here, we're here. Yeah. is better than everyone. I get it. Right. Yeah. Cool. It's awesome. He can jump out of the gym. It, you know, that's, you know, it is what it is. So I think them putting us, uh, or the Grizzlies up against the Pelicans twice out of the remaining eight games, it it, it just cancels out everything. Saying like, yeah. you, you know, you got this, right? Yeah. Like, you, it's in your you if you go it. win it. It's your we're giving you an opportunity, and that's the thing too. It's like all these teams in nine through. Look, we were already having, and we were had like you know fifteen to twenty games left in the season, but there was already serious playoff discussions going on about who. Like, obviously, that just happens throughout the whole season, but the Grizzlies were already the favorite to hold on to the eight, even though the harder remaining schedule, you know, three and a half games was, is a pretty good lead, you know, based off all the hoops that the Pelicans had to jump through. Dame had just gone through Dame just got hurt. Like the day before this happened against us, he pulled his hamstring. And with them being in the, like with them being where they were, I would imagine they would have dropped and he probably wouldn't have come back because they would have been out of playoff contention. So you take the, the, the trailblazers were out of it. The Pelicans, you know, they were, they had a little bit easier of a schedule left. The Kings and the Spurs and the Suns, like Spurs and the Suns, they didn't have a shot at this, really. I'll the I'll Kings were working. playing very well, so they had a shot. So this actually gives way more teams. Like, they should be very happy about this. Yeah. Well, if, you know, and I know we're super biased against the Grizzlies, but, like, think about us, too. Like, us giving Justice Winslow a chance to play. Oh, yeah. And, and like be a, you know get acclimated to the team before regular season game starts. You're basically basically giving him like a full training camp, right? Mm-hmm. You you get you give him some training camp days. He starts to play in the two to three exhibition games, where where you can run you know weird sets or put him in different lineups and kind of play around with it. So you know I I do think it gives a you know uh, an un, not an un, I don't want to say an unfair advantage, but like for teams that have had like players that were hurt. Like, most people are going to be fairly healthy at this point. You should. And I think that's a better product overall. Yeah. And I think it, it shows you that this is even in balance because the teams 9 through 13, they get a good shot at it. They, you know, something they would have really been working up. They get a shot at this new format to, like, participate in something that is, you know, very new. And the thing is, previously, if you were the ninth seed and you were three and a half games back when the playoffs started – I mean, you were done, right? So now you still get this opportunity. Like if you're the Kings who are playing really hot, you have this opportunity to really make the playoffs. You don't even have to eclipse that eight seed, which is going to be really tough to do. You just have to stay basically where you are. 
So, stay competitive. That's all you right, do. Stay, stay competitive. competitive. Win, win the game in front of you. You really don't need much else to happen after that. And so, and like you said, the Grizzlies, in re- the same respect, they get to be fully healthy, which we had, you know, we had had uh, Justice Winslow hadn't played first yet. We had a couple guys banged up. Jaron was hurt. Jaron, Jaron, Jaron was banged up. Yeah, so we get fully healthy there. I think in pretty much every team, and I was actually pretty much every team is going to be fully, fully healthy going into this. Um, and you know, one something I really did want to see was Kyrie and KD um, play for the Nets because that would have been what a sleeper seven seed to oh, have dude, dude, to dude. play in the first round. Um, I think if Kyrie I, may still play, but I don't think he is. I think he's going to – and KD's already confirmed he's not. So. so so what I've heard is that Kyrie might join the team in Orlando as an inactive player. Like, but he would still be down there. Kevin Durant is not going to Orlando, and he's already said that he was going to be out. And if if I'm being honest, if I was KD and I'm at – you know, I've played, what, 10, 11 seasons, 12 seasons in the in the NBA already – and I just pulled my Achilles, like, dude, I'm no chance I'm playing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm getting – because think about it. Like, with the season being delayed a little bit and not starting until December, he still has that additional time to get healthier than he would have healthy. been. Ever. Right. And, cause, and there's a couple things I want to go in on that point. Because, first off, you're, he hasn't had the last few months to just, like, play basketball regularly. Like, it would be one thing if we just paused the season for whatever reason – and this happened, and he was, like, practicing with the team this whole time. I think it makes a lot more sense. But he's actually been in quarantine, too. And, I mean, yeah. he lives um, – he may still live out in the Bay, or he lives probably in New York now. I mean, you like you said, it's still, like, hard to get a facility to, you know, to probably even rehab, much less, like, actually play consistent basketball. So he would be coming back cold from an injury and cold from, like, really not having any type of basketball in the last year. So – but my so those it makes total sense why he's doing it. It was kind of like a pipe dream for him to do it anyway. But the counterpoint to that is you're 30 years old. You've won two NBA championships. Both of yeah. those are kind of have an asterisk by him because most people hate on you. It's not gonna take anything away from it, like personally, but I know I know it bothers him. hundred percent it bothers him. Dude, it definitely bothers him. It definitely bothers him. It shouldn't, but it does. Going in to like as a seven seed, like as a with a fully healthy, because Kyrie's definitely healthy. He's just sitting out. He was the only reason he sat out all season, anyways, because Katie wasn't there. He, I mean, I'm not saying his shoulder injury wasn't real, but to me, there was a little bit. There, you can't tell me that there wasn't some reason that Kyrie sat out. It doesn't have to do with KD not playing either. Like there's well, and Kyrie didn't like the coach there. either. So yeah, so you have those guys fully healthy. Uh, playing, you know, Raptors in the first round, like that's that's a series they can win. Love the Raptors; they don't have Kawhi anymore. They're, that's definitely they didn't expect to see that in the first round. Like they could navigate through this, and, and you could have a cheap opportunity at a title to where that would be. That's something you can add to your mantle really quickly and like solidify your legacy as like one of the greatest players of all time. Like you add that to the stack and like this weird season. Like five years from now, they're not going to remember like that this was an abbreviated season. Like they will, but they're not going to count. Like just like the lockout seasons in the past, nobody really, when you're recounting how many titles Bill Russell has or LeBron has or whatever, like you're not, you don't recount or Jordan, you don't recount lockout seasons. Nobody yeah. brings that up. So I don't think anybody would, would, would hate on it. And it'd be an opportunity to win one. Well, if you think about it too, like as a seven seed, you, you wouldn't see the Bucks until the Eastern conference finals. Exactly. Right. Basically, so, act like you're the two seed. 
you, you, I was about to say you'd be, the, you'd technically be the two seed, mm-hmm. which would probably be, you know, accurate, right? You, you, yep. you know, they're fully healthy on the same, you know, and they, and they're in a rhythm. They're top know. three, I think. Yeah, yeah they, they are definitely. So like, you know, treat it as you're like the top two, mm-hmm. right? Three, top four, whatever. But at the end of it, you wouldn't have to play the best team in the East until the Eastern Finals. Conference. Yeah, those guys come so at that point, you can treat them all like tune-up games too. Like you can't tell me, you can't sit here and tell me that a fully healthy Nets team wouldn't like almost sweep the Raptors. Like on in in reality, it's possible. It's definitely possible if those guys did were actually healthy and were like, okay, they don't they're they're not cold at all. Like they're they're good to go. I could totally see it because I think the Raptors are a really good team. Like I think they're they're going to do more of this postseason than people think, even though they lost Kawhi. But right. if you put them in the first round against a team with Katie and Kyrie fully healthy, then that you can throw that out the window. So, uh, so that would be, that's definitely a winnable series. And, you know, and then you would play the winner of Boston and most likely Philadelphia or Indiana, <clears throat> excuse me, in the second round. And uh, I mean, that's a, that's a, those are, those are winnable, beatable teams too. Like that's my thing is like, if you can, dodge Milwaukee until the Eastern Conference Finals and then you're playing like uh you know maybe the Lakers or the Clippers out west like you have a legit shot at winning a title where a season that you didn't think was even you were gonna even play a single game which that's tempting to me from like thinking if and I'm sure he did think about it long and hard but it's it's probably better for his health not to do it it's better for his health not to do it so if you take about it like all right let's go let's go east and west and kind of talk through um, like current schedules and, and over the next couple mm-hmm. um, or over the next, you know, the eight games, right? Like who has a chance to, to, to get in, right? Yeah. So if you, if you take the Eastern conference, the current standings, right? So I'll, I'll even go like, so we talked about Brooklyn being in the seventh seed. Um, we talked about Matt, the magic, uh, or we actually didn't talk about the magic, but they're staying at eight. eight. Uh, f- what is it? Four and a half games. Over. Oh, but- Washington. Over the Wizards, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, if I'm being honest, unless five like, and a half, actually, I think John Wall's coming back. Right? Is is he fully healthy? Is he going to participate? I haven't heard. I haven't heard. So I don't. I don't. I think we're going to see when when it all comes down to like when the dust settles in the East is there's not going to be a playing game. I don't. I like legitimately don't think there's going to be a playing game. I think that the the top eight seeds as they sit right now are going to strictly go into it just because. Four and a half games is a lot to overcome. I know that it's only like a full yeah. game. I know that it's only a full game out of the playoff in or in game yeah. threshold, but I didn't, you know, I don't see it because I know that Brooklyn was on like a hot streak going into it, or you know, when they finished yeah. the, the Magic were actually playing pretty well too. Um, but you know, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I know that well, uh, Yeah. There was a, a slight shit show. Yeah, it could be because I think from like the – and this is a little bit different than the West since it was a little tighter. You know, it kind of sucks for Orlando that like, you know, you're what, five and a half games up right now. And if you, if you just – if they gain two games on you, you have to play a playing game. I know. Which that, that was – that kind of sucks just from – because it's just one-on-one, right? Like you're not – it's not like a bunch of teams have a shot, so it makes sense. Um, so it kind of sucks for Orlando a little bit, but I still think they have enough of a lead there. I think they're, they're a better team in my opinion than the wizards. So they should be fine. Um, so, but it could be a little bit of a, and also too, you never know with the, like you said, the nets were playing hot, but 
if all of this you stuff, never you never know. Like maybe, maybe Kyrie goes to Orlando and tanks their season. Maybe he's just a, a cancer on the bench. Um, well, I what think. What if, he, what if he suits up? He's going to suit yeah. up. He's yeah. But I think the out, out, out east, I don't think there's any, like you said, I think it's going to be those top eight teams. And I don't think there's going to be the only kind of jockeying that I would see is interesting is like six and up where Philadelphia and Indiana are tied for fifth. Um, and then you have uh, Miami and Boston, which are only like, what, I think four games above, like Boston's four games up on Philly and then only like two games up on uh, – two and a half games up on Miami. So there's some three, four, five, and six could shuffle a little bit there. I think they were saying it's it's impossible for anybody to fall out of the top seven seeds currently. Yeah, not out of the top seven, but I'm just saying like yeah. from those seedings, yeah. Right. No, I, and, and I was just going to clarify that too from my own understanding. But, yeah, no, I, I do think that there's some, there's some wiggle room anywhere between like the – you know, like you said, the four to – six range right which there. is which is big time because you don't have to play milwaukee in the second round i don't if wanna, you I get, wouldn't want to play milwaukee right so like honestly philadelphia they're in the six right now they're which set to play boston the three they like that matchup yeah they want that matchup because boston they, they can beat boston they've had a history with them it's a very emotional series like especially like being neutral site that's interesting too because you don't get the back and forth of the fans but they definitely want that matchup you mean and, the 2K crowd noise? Yeah, right, the 2K crowd noise, David Aldridge. Um, and, and I wonder if they're going to continue with 2K format and, and have a, the player of the game be, like, the fourth best player in the game. Like, Dude. the player of the game has never actually been the player of the game in an NBA 2K. No. So you, I'll, I'll have my my player going, <laughs> yeah. like, 35 points, and then, you it's know, like, oh, Justice yeah. Winslow on the bench scoring nine points. Yeah, nine points and five assists, Justice Winslow with the player of the yeah. game. It's like, what the hell? It's like, dude, um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm hitting 35 points, shooting yeah. 100% from three. Let, let me get this one, Tom. <laughs> exactly. So, Philadelphia, probably, honestly, you can't get the three. The three is going to be – I mean, you're four, you're four full games, four and a half games. You're fine in the five or in the six. And then you still the, – the three-six game, the winner of that – plays the winner of the two seven so you avoid milwaukee there so i think they're in a good spot this um it's just with like you know my i think miami is going to really be the team that you have to watch after because they're going to be gunning for that three seed with dude Boston. i was actually just about to talk about miami i i think that in the east mm-hmm. they are they're pretty dangerous i think that they could i think that they could come potentially out of out of the east this year and that's mainly jimmy butler jimmy butler if you throw yeah. him on a team with like players that actually want to play with him and actually like give a damn like his teams generally do really, really well. Yeah, they do. And he's like that. He's that he's not a, you know, he's not like a top 10 player in the league or anything, but he can take over a game and you put a team around him with a good coach like Spolstra. Like they have a lot of good pieces and they're a team that do I think they're going to win a title? No, probably not with the competition that's going on, but right. They could give a Milwaukee problems. They could. They could. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And let's let's actually like mention the fact again that Jimmy Butler bought all of his teammates basketball goals so they could. Oh, yeah, practice. that's right. <laughs> yeah. So he he wants it. He's he's here for it. And see Giannis doing that. Giannis also. He's, just, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Give him. We have to give him some credit. He, Giannis he's, is being a dad. Giannis is like, why do I need to buy you guys basketball goals? Like our offense is pretty much you just stand in the corner and like shoot. You just throw me the ball and I spin move to the basket one time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, you don't need that much to to practice to get to stay sharp on. But 
I think the East. I, I, I am. I think we're I'm on the same page for, in the East. Yeah, I think the East, I am excited for these playoffs because traditionally the East has been weaker, but I really like some of the teams and the individual players. Like you said, with Miami, like I love that team. And um, besides Andre Iguodala, Iguodala, excuse me, Andre, I don't know how I said that. Besides Andre Iguodala, I, I really like Miami uh, for obvious reasons that we don't like Iggy. Uh, but I like that kind of scenario, like Boston playing Philly, like Milwaukee trying to get their first trip to the finals. Like I really like what's going to come in the Eastern Conference. My, Miami having two self-proclaimed Rookie of the Years. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hashtag Tyler Hero, hashtag Kendrick Nunn. I mean, dude, they've both been playing pretty well. So They're both good. No, they, they draft really well. I mean, Kendrick yeah. Nunn, not a great person. Um, he's got some interesting history in the past. That's why he went undrafted. But um, so I've don't, don't, don't want to not mention that. Yeah. Figure, it's not, it's not, not a lot of people talk about it, but um, we, we did, though, see him in Summer League this year. And awesome. we were down there in Vegas, and he was dropping buckets on everybody. And it was like, kind of, who the hell is this guy? Tyler Hero was too, but none was like Tyler Hero. Like people were there to watch Tyler Hero. None really didn't have, like, I thought he was like a journeyman that just like signed a a deal with Miami and was like just showing out with a bunch of young kids, but no, he's a rookie. And so they've, they've got, they've got some, uh, they have some talent potential there, but I mean, we can move down to the West real quick before we, before we finish up. But, um, I think we've already kind of talked about the West, like eight seed trip. I think, you know, what, <laughs> removing bias as much as I can, I really do think the Grizzlies are going to be in that playing game at a very minimum. I think it's pretty much impossible for them not to. I mean, it's probably, it may not, I'm not, mathematically, I'm not sure, but it would be pretty much impossible for them to drop, you know, three and a half games, you know, four games below the eight seed, even if they lost all their games. They so, would, yeah, they would, they would have to have a pretty bad losing. They trip. would literally probably have to lose every single game. Probably. Yeah, and and so it's mostly unlikely for them not to at least get the play-in game. But I think, um, you know, we we have kind of spent some time on that nine through thirteen, and we can go deeper into that later. But I think from a one through seven perspective, there is some uh, five, six, and seven all have the same number of wins. I was going to say Dallas has got three more losses than anybody, but that's some jockeying right there where, you know, you miss LA in the first round or you miss the Clippers in the first round by getting out of seven and you could miss the Lakers in the second round if you get into a a different spot too. So what do you, what's your take on kind of that, those, that grouping of teams like uh, Oklahoma city, Houston and Dallas? I'll tell you this. I would not want to be in the seventh team. No. And, And I would not want to play a fully, fully relaxed, fully healthy, because if you think about it, Paul George was um, – he was banged up a little bit, uh, just a tad. Um, yeah. He hadn't had a full good seed. Like he was – yeah, he was – right. up and down season. So, so I think at that seven seed, it's, it's pretty dangerous going in and fully starting to play the, the, the Clippers at that point. But, I mean, you mentioned it. I, I, I would just try to avoid any scenario where the Lakers come up because mm-hmm. – do know is that LeBron has had all like he's he's pumped up and ready to 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 go right he's been training every day he's been he's been uh going through and I I don't know if you heard this as well but they were having like on-court workouts like during the entire quarantine period so if it's me I'm I'm trying to get out of that um Mm -hmm. that those middle tiers there but I I think Houston's gonna fall to seven Mm -hmm. and are going to take over that six spot mainly because like you were saying it's um well not like you were saying earlier but we've said it in a previous podcast 
Uh, I don't think that James Harden and company are ready, not ready, but I don't think their style of play is, is playoff basketball. Right. So if you throw them in a let let's, you know, we have only have 10 games left until the season starts. I think they're going to kind of lose their footing a little bit. Yeah. It is interesting to see how this, they're like basically the center being PJ Tucker, who's like six, five, this whole like no center lineup. It is interesting to see how it's going to do without any fans and without any, like in these neutral courts, because we just have no idea how this is going to be. Like, like you said, if they pump in that great crowd noise from 2K, if you've got the refs running up and down, if you've got some type of, you know, personnel sitting close to courtside to where you don't really notice that there's nobody else there, like maybe there's some similarity to a game that you don't, you know, that sounds similar, but, you know, playing five out and shooting a bunch of threes, like if it was ever going to work, it would probably work in this scenario. And so it is interesting to me to see this yeah. go in where they can, you know, something that you, that's hard to prepare for that you can really catch somebody off guard wherein like Houston goes into the second round and they're playing the Lakers in the, in the, in the second round, right? Like they just get bombarded, you know, in the first game in LA and like you, you kind of lose a series in the first two games. Well, in the first game in Orlando, they come out against LA and they, you know, they're hitting threes, they're on fire, they're playing good perimeter D and like you catch a game, game one because you don't have to worry about the home crowd. Like maybe that's changes a scenario in the series to where um, they get an upper hand, but. I will talk about this. I, I, I wasn't factoring in not having crowds there because yeah. if you think about it, that takes the competitive advantage away. Like if everybody's on the same court and you're not traveling anywhere and you know, you're not sleeping in your own bed and you yeah. don't have your own fans there, you know, your own, you know, your pregame routine that you normally have at home, that takes all of this out. And I don't know who benefits the most through this. I, I, I'll tell you this. The team, the team that wins the NBA championship this year, and we can mark it down in stone right here, is going to be the team that, like, legitimately it's, it's going to be mental, right? Because you've got to sit yeah. there and, and basically – and I know people are like, oh, my God, they're going to Disney World for five months. But it's like – Dude, they're not going to be able to, like, ride any rides or do anything like that. They're basically, like, quarantined on the campus. Yeah, so, I mean, you're like – it's like you're going – it's like you're going to, like, a summer AAU camp or something like these guys did in high like school. And, yeah. Yeah, except, you know, there's more amenities, but you're going to be – you're going to feel locked away. Like, you're going there, – there's a mental aspect to that, regardless of the amenities that you have. I mean, these guys are getting cooped up in their million-dollar mansions. Like, you think that's nothing wrong with that, but it can be – it can be more, you can feel more lonely in those places than you can in like a, you know, a thousand square foot apartment like me. So I, I yeah. will think about it like this. And I know that we're not talking about the East anymore, but like if your team doesn't like each other, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. This is where I was going with it's all mental because like take, take the 76ers for instance, right? Like yeah. I know that at one point, like, you know, Ben and, and Joel were like really good friends. I don't know if they are to now, you know, I know that they act like they are, but like, let's for the Senate, you know, the sake of this, they're a pretty safe example to use for right. Like, turmoil. Let's just say yeah. like, <laughs> let's just say that like you, me, Mike, or whoever, like a, a friend group gets put yeah. in a, a, a camp, and we have to like basically be around each other nonstop for three or four months. Like, that's I, I you know, I love the, the next. Per, I love you know you guys more than yeah. <laughs> anything. But like, if you're around somebody like. 
too much like that. And you're all grown men at this point. Like you aren't in high school. You're not in college anymore. Like you've got you're a grown man with a family. Yeah. LeBron James is notorious for calling, like holding people accountable on court. I hesitate to say calling out because he does use constructive criticism. You can criticize, criticize if you want, but those are great players. Like Michael Jordan, he probably went even too far with it in some ways, but so you think about that, like he can't go home to his wife and kids, like in retire. He's going to be in a hotel. Like the family is factored in here eventually at a certain you point. You but, can't process it, right? So you, it does take a little bit of a, a mental edge from your leaders, from your young guys, from your guys who haven't experienced the playoffs at all. Like you, you think about it. Like I mean, what a year for Ja uh, and Jaron to experience their first ever playoff experience, right? So that's you have you. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's better. You know, maybe that cures some of the nerves. But um, there's a lot of uh, – mental is going to be huge in this scenario because it, you just don't know what to expect. It's I'll tell you this. be totally new. March Madness, right? When, you, when, you're, on a, when you're on a college team, and, and, and I do think that, um, like, Grayson and Justice Winslow, Tyus Jones, like, they all played on the same team together, right? They're, they're used to being around each other. I think John Jared and I have a really good relationship. So if you take a team like that and take any team, right? I'm just, I'm just taking yeah, yeah. the Grizzlies because we're the, the most familiar with them. Uh, I know that we, there was one end of the scenario where we were talking about, you know, teams dividing up. I do have, I do think that they're like you were mentioning, there's a lot of growth opportunity here as well, mm-hmm. right? To where like teams can grow. We can, we can see. And yeah. cross like, I hope that we see some, some upsets, just because of this, right? Like everybody's sticking together and, you know, going through that. So I don't know. Yeah. Hope- that is interesting. If they did like some type of a, uh, you could see some one, uh, eight upsets. I mean, I'd be fine with that. I'd be, I'd be cool uh, with that. A, like a scenario, uh, you know, a NCAA tournament scenario. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot to be talked about. I mean, we're going to get more details probably on the schedule in the next week or so. Yeah. I and mean, we can go, you know, see how this will look game by game. But I mean, I'm glad to have it back. Right. And it's going to be, you know, next season is going to be very odd. I mean, I think they said free agency is going to start on the, uh, the 18th of October. Um, right. And the draft lottery, I think, is like right after the season is over. Um, and then um, I don't know if they've announced what the draft, what the draft, what date the draft's going to be, but that's interesting to me as well. Like, this is going to be, it's going to be a very, very like, you know, rushed scenario, but we're going to get a lot of sports in the fall. So that's good. A lot of sports. Yeah. A lot of sports. Football probably is not going to even skip a beat. They're just going to go about their business. So um, we'll get to see all those games, but basketball, we're going to have a fall full of basketball, like a two month off season. Basketball and Christmas and Christmas, maybe Christmas day opening, uh, opening day for uh, you know, the 2020 NBA season. Maybe. Yeah, and, and I know that, and we can push this because that's a, a conversation for another day. But uh, I do think that the the likelihood that we push the start of the NBA back a couple months with this scenario is high, mainly just because it's happening, right? Like if it was going to happen, you know, it's going to be now. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, obviously that's going to have to be discussed yeah. and. Yeah, because they've got like like they they put you know a December first target date for opening night, but it's very like they put in you know it's going to remain fluid. So you know if yeah. we have a long finals, 
Um, if free agency is bumpy or something like that, you know, maybe who knows what's going to happen. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll push that back, but we'll, we'll get basketball in December again. And it's going to be, it's going to be a fun fall. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, be fun, fun fall. But I um, think, yeah, we say all that to say that this basketball's back. Basketball's back. Basketball's back. We are back. Um, excited to be we're talking back. to you again. Yeah, we're back. We're excited to be talking to you again. And, and jumping into some NBA discussion. So we're going to try to, you know, we've said this before, we're going to try to do this consistently. Um, hopefully we have a video version uh, on YouTube eventually too. Um, we'll see how that goes with Zoom. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it, man. There's going to be a lot more discussion coming. So Yeah, no, it's been good. Uh, at the end of the day, we'll, we'll see you guys. Yeah. See him, see him soon. I guess I there's soon. no day. We haven't, we haven't, we've been drilled down a day. So we'll see. You'll see it when it's talk to you soon. All right. See you guys.